0: Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. That's Anchor.fm.
1: Do you have to move to a big city to pursue acting? Let's talk about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Hello, for $10,000, who
0: should... Oh, Excuse me? Mm -hmm.
2: Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan.
1: So do you have to move to, let's say, Los Angeles, to pursue acting on a rainy Valentine's Day? Oh, today, I would say no. Today
0: is a bad day to move it's a here.
1: Bad day to move here. And I think
0: it's something like five thousand people who move here every single day, or some crazy, crazy. number. And those five thousand people got here today, and we're like, nah, well, yeah,
1: not nah. not worth it. Nope, not worth it. Actually, the uh, Taco Bell job back in Schmoville, Louisiana, is better than this. Ooh. Do you like that name? Schmoville. Yeah.
0: D- I do. I also think that Taco Bell is better than a lot of things. I'm, yeah, that's I'm true. I'm a little bit of a fan.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might. I mean, at least if I make a burrito, I know someone's going to eat it. Mm-hmm. And but that someone movie, is me. Right. And if I make a movie, I don't know if anyone's going to watch it.
0: That's true. So, maybe maybe we should all go. move to Schmoville.
1: Well, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Schmoville. That's going to be – we're going to use that all the time. Uh, So as always, with me is Miss Phenomenal, a.k.a. Roxy Stryer. And I would like to say to you – Yes, Sean. Since I have a girlfriend and I'm taken care of in that way, I would like to ask, will you be my co-host, Valentine?
0: Your co-Valentine. Your co-Valentine. Co-ho, Coho Valentine
1: host? Coho Valentine. Coho Valentine. Oh. That one for sure sounds worse. Yeah, yeah, it does. It sounds worse. And, and uh, also, uh, Mr. <laughs> Funtabulous, Jeff Graham, our producer, is with us. And I would like to ask you as well will you be my podcast producer, Valentine?
2: Your pod pro Val. I'd be happy pod to Pod Pro Val. As long you. as I'm not your coho
1: Valentine, I'm happy yeah, to do anything.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Co ho doesn't the, sound like that. I never good. said
1: that. That was all you. You
0: know, I was asked by a boy named Marcus in sixth grade if I would be his Valentine, and you know what uh, I said to him? What'd you say? Let me get back to you. Wow.
1: He and came, have you ever have you ever came gotten up to back me, to me?
0: He came up to me six months later and said, Oh my gosh. Have, have you thought about it? You know I felt really bad.
1: He's the manager at Schmoville's Taco Bell.
0: Well, Just he's doing pretty you know. well for himself. Then. He is. Maybe he I'm regretting is. that decision right about doing now. Doing well.
1: So today we're going to talk about if you have to move to a big city. We're also going to talk about uh, my week and thing uh, something I learned about this week that I feel is really important for all actors to embrace if you're going to pursue it. And then I'm going to talk about a great movie experience where I was cast with only one line and because they liked what I was doing, it grew into a run-of-the-picture part.
0: I can't wait for that. Yeah,
1: it's going to be really, uh, really great. So... Let's start with my week. So this week I did a script reading with my friends Jason Trost and his wife, Talay Wickham. Uh, We have a photo of them. Uh, He has done some really cool independent movies. She has joined him as a producing partner for his projects. And we'd been hanging out a lot. Here we are in Ventura. And he thought of me for his new feature. And he and I will co-star in his new feature, he asked me.
0: Wait, so tell me, how does that happen? Because when you're friends, sometimes it can kind of be awkward when you're talking about a working actor. You've got a ton going on. Does he just ask you? Does he ask you to audition?
1: We, I, we know, because we're good enough friends, we know each other's like time and energy and space and what we're working on and stuff like that. So... Knowing where I am, he knows he can ask me and he said, listen, we're not going to do it in three-month chunk because he knows I have kids and things like that. He said we're going to do in pieces over some weekends here and there because it's very independent and then he's going to do a GoFundMe to finish it. But it's a really, really cool and fun idea and we did a reading there. At his house. Um, then I had a meeting with a producer, which I actually talked about with you guys a long time ago. I, a friend was saying, hey, come to this premiere, come to this premiere, and I was wondering if I should go. And I went and I met the director-writer, and we just had lunch yesterday. And um, he wants to use me for a project of his. So damn, the, the, Sean. the takeaway to me is you always... Have to be prepared. By the way, I didn't get reimbursed for the lunch, and we brought stuff over over to Jason and Tyley's house. So you're not going to get reimbursed for these things. But there's times that I'm doing things that have nothing to do with getting paid. I'm Wait, when lo- you say
0: you're not going to be reimbursed, you're talking about food or your work food or what are you talking gas about? Gas
1: or anything? You know the 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 bottom line. Like I brought you know paid for uh, helped pay for lunch yesterday, and I we brought food over to their house. I guess the main part is instead of what I'm spending, I guess my point truly is I didn't get paid for either one of those things. And, and you won't
0: get paid for the projects when I, you do them?
1: Uh, I will get paid – probably won't get paid for the independent for a while if it does well. I will for the other one. But the point is you have to take opportunities even if you're not getting paid for them, because they lead to other things. Um, I don't know how much in other jobs when you spend your time. I know my girlfriend is in an office job, and when she goes off-site or stuff, she'll get travel time, and they'll get reimbursed. So just in this business, we all have to be open to the idea that we there is a lot of times where you don't get paid, but you have to be open to that. You have to embrace that as part of the process.
0: Kevin Undergaro, our founder, always talks to me about how in this business, not only do you have to be willing to do things for free, but you have to be willing to pay to work. Right. And that's what you're talking about a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Paying to show up. Or paying
1: to show up. Paying to
0: take somebody to coffee to pick their brain. Right. Or paying to take somebody to lunch or driving right. to Malibu to meet that big director at their place in right. an hour and a half of traffic that costs you 25 and, bucks in yeah. your gas, whatever it is. And I would
1: change the word pay to invest. Invest. You, you know, you're really investing in your career. Thoughts on that, uh, Mr. Fontabulous?
2: I think I trust anything I hear from our CEO and founder, Kevin Undergaro. So.
1: Yeah.
0: But not from uh, Professor Wise? Also Professor Wise. <laughs> Pro dubs. <laughs> I'm just yes. saying
2: y'all are in the same, uh, I think in the same year, here, which is great.
1: Yes, um, but before we move into the topic for today, I'd like Miss Phenomenal to talk to us a little bit about AfterBuzz.
0: Yeah, we just mentioned Kevin Undergaro, our founder, and he has done such an amazing job making this place into the place that it is—a place that I've actually been for nine years, Sean. So before wow. we talk about whether or not you should move here yes. to sunny and rainy Los Angeles, right? We just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. But for us to continue to grow, we could use your help. And trust me, you can actually do this right from where you are, even if you're in Shmoville. Where did we say Shmoville was? Shmoville. Shmoville, Uh, Tennessee? Louisiana. Shmoville, Louisiana. So even if you're there, why don't you guys do us a favor and make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. I know that doesn't sound like much, like it would make a huge difference to us, but it really does. When we get those YouTube subscriptions and iTunes ratings, it really helps people find this show and the visibility of it. So if you like what we're doing, then not only tell your friends, but actually help us by rating, by subscribing, and then we want to hear what you have to say, so... Leave a comment.
1: Yeah, ask questions. I'd love to answer some actor questions. We want
0: to know what we should be talking about on this show. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a new show. We're pretty green to it, which means that you guys are as well. And so if you're wondering, X, Y, or Z... That's what we're here for. We're Reach here to out answer to us. that. Yeah. yeah. So, being a part of Afterbuzz, like I said, I've been here for nine years and I've actually never been part of a show like this before. So, it's always growing and changing, and the opportunities are, are never ending for me. So, I'm really appreciative of that. And thank you guys for supporting us and doing what we love. We love you guys a whole lot. And now we're going to talk about yes. moving to LA or not. Moving to LA.
1: <laughs> and let me uh, shift this a little bit. I would say LA, New York, Chicago, and now it cannot be ignored, Atlanta, and I would say... Canada? Lesser. Yeah, you could do Canada. It's tougher. I'm going to keep it in the States. From here, okay. I'm going to keep it in the States. New Mexico, you can get opportunities now, and New Orleans Mm -hmm. for lesser. But the first four, New York, Chicago, L.A., and or Atlanta. Okay? Okay. So... But still
0: New York and L.A. on a different – New York and
1: L.A. are on a different level, yeah.
0: Do you think L.A. is on a different level than New York or are they on the same level?
1: They're on the same level. It's literally apple and orange. One is theater-based, which if you do well, let's say Lin-Manuel Miranda from Hamilton will bleed into work in L.A. And vice versa. If you do well in L.A. and you're on a big TV show, you can go do Broadway. So they do intersect, but they're coming from two different avenues. If that so makes you sense. think if you want to be a stage
0: actor, the number one place to go
1: is New York. And
0: if you want to be a film actor, the number one place to go is you come to LA. Okay,
1: but you, they they can mix and match. You All right, can there's grays in there? If that makes sense,
0: so oh, nobody wants grays. You got to pluck those.
1: Yeah, exactly. I have none. I don't get grays. I just lose my hair in top.
0: I saw a couple greys in mine the other day. I'm not so happy about it.
1: Yeah. I, uh, my, I don't know why I'm okay, I'm okay with the balding, but I'm not okay with the gray. So And so when I ever see them. And now I just get crazy one long gray sticking out of my uh, eyebrow like the creepy librarian.
0: It's a look. It's, it's a look. It's, it's getting it your work. It's yeah. to get me
1: work. <laughs> so do you have to move? Let's talk about it. First of all, I'm going to say it depends if, A, if it's a hobby – You like your job, but you need a creative outlet? No, absolutely not. There's community theater things you can do. Is it a side hustle where you'd like to do some movies on the weekend or maybe take off of work every once in a while and just make a little extra money and kind of see where it goes? Again, a creative process, but making a little money at it and then evaluating how that goes, again, I would say no. If you want to pursue it as a full-time job, I would say yes but it doesn't have to be right away. It can be eventually.
0: I have so many questions Go about for what it.
1: you just said. Go for it.
0: A side hustle kind of confuses me. Okay. Because to me, when you want to be an actor, the side hustle is the other stuff. The side right. hustle is-, is the money-making stuff. And you said if you want to make a little extra cash and you're just doing this for that reason, it, do people do that? Yes. They make extra my, money by being an actor?
1: My girlfriend works in an office she had a guy that would occasionally do some modeling a little bit instagram stuff but would do commercials every while but he had a nine to five they knew it and it wasn't his first love is to do the acting he liked doing his job at the office but he also liked make doing commercials and doing some acting work he got a guest star here and there but then, finally, he did say, "You know what? I think I want to give it a try, a hundred percent." So he left the office job.
0: But you can—you think you can have it as a side hustle living in Omaha?
1: If I know people in Memphis who have regular jobs and they take an acting class from my friend Forrest Pruitt, indie acting studio, and then they'll do acting jobs in student films and they'll do now i think they might want to eventually go more full time but But while it's a
0: side hustle but but
1: some people they just know it's just something i they really like to do and do as a side hustle in terms of they don't want to make the big move they don't want to uproot their entire life to pursue acting does that make sense my choir teacher from Go ahead.
2: My choir teacher from high school actually, she's a great singer and will do a lot of um sort of regional theater. So she gets you know, she gets paid twenty bucks a show. It's not sure. much. But she's loves teaching first and sometimes she'll get offered parts and you know, she was just in Chicago, like a regional touring production of Chicago. I think she's equity, but she would if she had to be asked, Do you want to keep doing regional theater or teaching, she'd
1: say teaching. So Right. Yeah. How yeah.
0: do you identify which one of these you are?
1: I think I think it's to me seems clear, do I want to be a working actor on a regular TV series, on a run of a Broadway show, on a bunch of different movies? Do I want to make my living at that? That's really the question that you have to ask yourself, as opposed to what uh, Mr. Fontabulous was saying, is that what if you're split? What if you like both things? And you would say that teaching is my number one. My music teacher was the same. He sang opera. And he would do it, but he loved, loved teaching and building the music program. So you just have to know 100% blinders on. That's what I want to do. It's like saying my friend who was a gymnast, she went to University of Michigan on a full ride and then never did it again. But she did it. She loved it. She knew it was going to get her through college. But never she did what again? Gymnastics. She didn't oh. want to go to the Olympics. And you, it's basically saying, do I want to be an Olympic gymnast? Do I want to be a working actor? It's just a different frame of mind. And you have to say, am I willing to change my life? Because it is a life change. If I said to you, I'm never doing this again. I'll never see you guys in movies and TV. I want to be a welder. My life would drastically change. So that's the other part. You have so to if ask. you
0: identify with number three, which is viewing this as a full-time job, no matter what the situation, you have to move?
1: I would say in most cases, yes. And here's why. I know a student we were just talking about before air that's getting some work in Nashville. Um, but I would say the sheer idea that you cannot – network as well in a place that doesn't have that as a majority you're surrounded by the entertainment business in Los Angeles in New York in Chicago you're surrounded by it and especially LA they're everywhere I have a student that was an Uber driver and has literally gotten parts from meeting people, driving people in entertainment. It's just the networking. Because it's a law of averages, the working actor books 15 15 to 20% of all auditions. Well, that's just the audition part. If you throw in networking, then all of a sudden that ch- those chances become a little better because you get different opportunities, like me. I just was talking about that with my friend networking to get that job, my friend networking to go to that premiere, meet that person. You know, things spread out when you are networking, that makes sense. You
0: would have had no Sean's Week this week if it I wasn't for I would have had that.
1: no Sean's Week. It would have been, here's my week, Monday through Friday.
0: What happened the weekend? I never count that. Mm, makes uh, sense, makes sense.
1: So, so are you following me, Mr. Fantabulous?
0: Yeah, I
2: definitely am. I think i've uh i am yes
1: yeah (laughs) uh jeff's like
0: why did i move here why am i in this city
1: and do and do i really want to be his uh (laughs) podcast valentine uh coho
0: yeah coho coho
1: you're you're trying to shove a round circle into into a square it's not happening
0: always always confused with that expression square peg or is the peg circle? What which, which shape is the hole? What shape is the s- peg?
1: Isn't it a square peg into a round hole? Or
0: is it a round peg into a square hole? Square I think it's peg, a square peg, peg into a round square hole. Square peg. Into a round, into
1: a round, round hole. hole. Yeah, I'm just saying Yeah, the co-host Valentine to me sounds a lot better than coho Valentine. Co-ho. That's all right. right co coho Shmo-ho? Yeah. It's a lot of shmo and how today. <laughs> so – What can you do if you're going to do this as a side hustle or if you are going to get ready to move? So the first thing you want to do if you're staying in town is log in some experience, okay? Good for the side hustle. Good for if you're getting ready to move. Theater. Community colleges at community theater. Get some experience doing shows. Take classes. We discussed this in our previous couple episodes check those out
0: yeah it gives you some tips on how to actually do that how to yeah, find those classes how to do it
1: with that and without that <laughs> without with with and without classes shoot movies with friends get your iphone get your uh, some video equipment and shoot some movies get some tape on yourself Go to local colleges for their film schools. They're always looking for newer actors, and they don't require union or anything like that. You can just be someone who submits themselves. Local independent movies, there's Actors Access in every town. You can log in there, put up a profile, and then you just go through every day, and you can submit stuff locally as well. So you really want to log in some experience. That's going to help you when you move to the big city but obviously, if you're doing it as a side hustle, again, what happens in the, all those places I just talked about? Networking. Mm-hmm. You're going to meet more people and your opportunities will grow. Uh, the second thing you want to do is you're going to have to change your life a little bit, not as drastically as a big move, but you do want to save some money. If you're going to move eventually, you want to make sure you have your fund. I always say 5000 would be great when you first get to... L.A. or New York or Chicago or Atlanta just to have a couple months to get an apartment, things like that. And but I think it,
0: 5,000 L.A., Atlanta, New York, probably yeah. more.
1: Yeah, you might need a because little if more you, New, York if, yeah. you Chicago, last, right, New right. York. if you
0: need first and last – Chicago, you'll be all right. Chicago, you'll be all right. If you need first and last month – yeah.
1: That's true. That's
0: your five thousand, right there. Well,
1: that's if you're living by yourself.
0: Well, I'm. I'm, I'm not even saying living by yourself, that. but in New York, it's first, last, yeah. and security. Okay. So,
1: so yeah, you might need need, and little you need more. your
0: your uh, train pass, which you, if you yeah. get one for the whole month, I'm just, it's not actually five thousand for just, but right. it could be upwards. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. You 3, could get, yeah, yeah. 4, yeah. for those things.
1: Yeah. So you have to save some money. But even if it's the side hustle, why do you need to save some money for the side hustle? Because you might get a part in this independent movie. I had a good friend who just did an independent movie, and he only made 100 bucks a day. But you want that tape. You want that experience. You want that networking opportunity. So you have some money aside so if you do take – you do have an option to take that opportunity without saying I can't because I can't afford taking off of work. Right. So it's also good to have all that money saved for options. As my brother who was a very successful businessman said, I only have money for options. So I have more options, not because I need a yacht or anything. I just want more options, which I think is a great way to look at it. Also, when you're getting ready to move or doing your side hustle, l- learn the business, learn the entertainment business. Who owns what? What company owns what? What movies? Kind of movies are they producing? Um, what are popular TV shows? Why are they popular? Try to follow trends. The current trends, like right now, there's a big swing with uh, ethnic roles, which is great, uh, diversity, fantastic. We're celebrating so many different cultures the last couple of years. That's great. So know that if you are or are not ethnic. And what does that mean? If you're not the trend, that doesn't mean you can't move to L.A., or you can't do the side hustle. It just means that you have to work differently. You might have to take different kind of roles or switch them into maybe bad guy roles or um, teacher roles or any you know, depending on what the trend is.
0: How do you figure that out? So if you recognize what the trend is, which say the trend is. So for
1: me, <laughs> let's let, let me make an example. Okay. So when I sorry to cut you off, but in the 90s when Seinfeld was on, it was about character actors. And it was perfect for me, right? So that was the trend. So I responded. Uh my work went up, but I also wanted to be prepared. So I watched a lot of Seinfeld and to see what they're looking for in terms of quirky. It was all neighbors or a quirky group. You know, they always try to repeat the same thing. But I knew that. Right now the trend is like I just said, uh ethnic. So I'm not ethnic, but there's are ways in that you say, okay, so right now we're having the ethnic parts as you know, heroes and name um, uh, justice warrior, th- just things like that, and maybe roles like mine right now are becoming bad guys. But that's okay. So I'm kind of shifting into that, maybe changing my look a little bit.
0: So when you get like that, that information, though, you know, okay, right now I'm only be ca- I'm only getting cast as the bad guy, yeah. the villain, the what, whatever. It right. Is. Then you physically transform.
1: You could. Or you talk to your agent and you say, I
0: want to go out for these. What are all the steps? So if, let's say
1: you're in the trend, so you just obviously have to be prepared, take good care of yourself, that kind of thing to be ready for a lot of work, right? If you're not, let's just say, like, I always love to use Rachel Bloom from Crazy Mm Ex-Girlfriend, who I would say was not the trend five, six years ago, but she created her own pathway. She did a lot of fun comedy musicals, posted a lot of videos, and then got her way into pitching a TV show, which was bought by Showtone. Then they cut her off immediately, and it went to the CW. So she maybe had to work a little harder because she wasn't the trend. No one was looking for a musical comedy show, if that makes sense.
0: What if it's less clear? Like ethnic? Okay, so you're not, Sean. You're just not. But what if the trend— I'm Irish. (laughs) What if the trend is hipster, which it was a few years ago, hardcore? Do you lean into that and do you say, I could be hipster even Depending though that's not on, your natural state? Right.
1: Depending on my age, I have to know where that fits. So maybe I'd go in for the uh, boss of a hipster place or the uncle of a hipster. Or, but for my age, I wouldn't. But let's put it this way. The trend was beards. And you recall, I had a beard for quite a while because that's just what was going on.
0: So you do try to lean into it if you can be the trend. If you
1: can, obviously. Me growing a beard is a lot different than me saying, okay, I have to shave 20 years off and be a hipster. Mm -hmm. Can't really do that. But I have to find my way. Then where does my kind of person fit? It's just good knowledge. So you're not constantly disappointed or disheartened. You go, okay, well, I've got to. You know, you just look at them as obstacles to get around as opposed to getting defeated by them. Then with that same question, learn your type. So when you're going to theater colleges or community colleges to do theater or you're taking classes or you're uh, shooting movies with friends or film school movies, learn your type. I know I'm not Tom Cruise. And I've known that for a long time. And I've never tried to. I never wanted to. I knew who I was. I was a character actor. I was a young character, quirky, looked like uh, Stan Laurel with spiked hair, like Sid Vicious. And it was just my look. I didn't think about it. I didn't plan it. But that's who I was. So I knew that I was going to get fun, quirky parts. And it was fun to see how that went. And... So you're not calling – I'm not calling my agent night and day or bringing in a Tom Cruise scene for my acting class because I know my type and I know what I'd be cast in. So I may as well work within my wheelhouse.
0: How long does it take somebody to learn their type?
1: I think – I would say probably a good solid – at the minimum six months to maybe a two years.
0: And do you have to try all different types to know which one you
1: are? Well, you also have to have a decent self-esteem to take the criticism. You know, I've had people say, look at your horrible teeth. Why would you do that? You know, and I was like, Steve Buscemi doesn't, you know, I mean, who cares? It doesn't, it's not what I'm, I don't need to have perfect teeth for the things that I go out for, if that makes sense. And I knew... Honestly, because the plays I was cast in in high school. I was the nerdy boyfriend in Bye Bye Birdie, the one who punches Conrad. I was Renfield in Dracula, the creepy guy who eats the flies. I was the kind of goofy, there's a, I forget the name of the play, but I was like the goofy, quirky young kid that had, like, so I started to see the kind of things that were working for me anyway. And then when I got to UCLA, I got a part of a young, snarky, you know neighbor kid so i i started to see what was working and i just leaned into that you have to be honest who you are am i the gorgeous woman who's gonna compete with uh, michelle pfeiffer or, or am i Kristen bell who's cute but quirky and can do a lot more character things you just have to slowly own up to that what do you think of that mr fantabulous I think it's really good
2: advice, and I'm wondering if, you, you know, we've talked about class, and of course, if you're mm-hmm. not moving to L.A., you can still take acting classes, and I'm guessing reputable teachers would help you determine what your type is.
1: Absolutely. They, You know, as you get further along, they want you to experiment and just learn the humanity and emotional reality of acting. But as they go further, a good teacher will start to say, listen, why don't you start bringing in things that you're more castable? I could play Oscar Madison in The Odd Couple, but I'm probably much more in the wheelhouse of Felix. And I know that. And that doesn't make me mad, you know. It's easier for you to sell what you know. If you are a sugar cereal, you're not going to put a bunch of nature and oats and things like that on the box. That doesn't make a lot of sense. So don't try to force something that isn't. Don't try to put the square peg in the round hole
0: or the round peg in the square hole. This is like coho. The same kind of thing.
1: It's all very tough today. Right. Very tough. So, uh, do you,
0: should you do this before you move here?
1: Yes, this is this but is all pre-moving. You, but you
0: should not move here if you have not already done this. I mean,
1: I would say this is part of your process to move. It, it, it's wasting precious time when you're here. It's best to hit the ground running.
0: So, once you get here, you should already have that money. You should already know what type you are. Yes. You should already have learned a little bit about the business yes. and figured out the groundwork prior mm-hmm. to coming. Absolutely.
1: Los I, listen, of course you don't have to, but why stymie yourself? Because if you can save money and get a lot of these kinks worked out in your hometown, great. Plus, here's a really great thing um, you're also maturing and growing as a person. Acting is not just the craft. My acting teacher always said it's 20 years of life and 20 years of craft, and that's because the 20 years of life, you get to grow a little more. You're going to learn a little more. You're going to have more experiences under your plate if you live a little more life before you get here. That's what I truly believe. Also, another thing you'd like to do, don't forget to study the craft. This is a reminder, and again, this is back from shows we've done earlier. Watch movies, read plays, watch television shows, go to the AFI 100 Top Movies and learn those films, get a good... We're going to do a whole thing about what we should be watching in terms of just knowledge of the business. In the future, we'll do an episode. Pick a popular actor that you really like and study their movies. You know, maybe it's Meryl Streep, maybe it's Marlon Brando, maybe it's Tom Hanks. Um, Regina King it could be anybody and study their movies and study from beginning to end study their growth the more well versed you are in the business and the craft of the business the better it will be for you when you start taking meetings and can speak literally the language we're going to Paris this summer we have an ace in the pocket my daughter is in AP French fourth year And it's all about conversation and and how to deal with the culture and stuff. She's going to be our person. And our experience will be much better because we have her. doesn't mean we can't go to France, but it would be a tougher road.
0: If you're doing these things in your hometown because you think you're gearing to come here. Yes. And you're kind of hating it. Do you come anyway and give it a shot after you've tried these things? Or if you're not enjoying this, does that mean don't come?
1: I would say if I was a welder. I said I'm going to do a welder because I know they make good money, solid hours, I get a nice union the whole thing. But I just can't stand, you know, the way my arms feel after I've been working for a long time then I would say, no, this isn't for me. So, yeah, this is, you're stepping, you're you're wading into the pool to see if you're going to take the swim or not. And if you don't like it, here, it's only harder in the bigger cities. Everything everything that's hard about it and that you don't like about it, magnify that by 10 when you get to the bigger cities. So, yes, it's also a, a great thing that you brought up. It's a litmus test. It is a litmus test to see if you can handle the ups and downs. And if you can handle it on a small scale, you can probably handle it on a big scale. What do you think about that, Mr. Fantabulous? Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, here to me is the most important two things that you need to learn, either side hustle. I don't care if you're doing it as a hobby. I don't care if you're doing going to do it full time. It's the most important thing. Number one, learn to network. Learn how to meet people. Take phone numbers, get phone numbers, keep in touch, keep, you know, a nice catalog of people who you're going to have lunch with. I'm having lunch next week with the producer of Never Been Kissed, who we'll talk about. We always go to lunch every six months, always, just to because catch up. Because you reach out? Because we, we both, you know, every he or I will reach out and go, hey, it's time for our lunch. It's time. Disney executive, same thing. My friend Corey Lunsford over at Disney. We have lunch every six months. We just catch up on life, and sometimes the business stuff comes into play. Sometimes it doesn't, but and it doesn't feel like networking. Don't be a disingenuous networker. Don't if you really don't like somebody, then don't you know? Don't reach out to them. But most Does, people, has that happened to you? Yeah, the people said, "Oh, you should keep in touch with them." I was like, mm,
0: "Not I really, not didn't like my them. jam.
1: Huh. No, not my thing." And they probably could help me on some things, but I just don't want to – it just doesn't fit my wheelhouse. And I'm a very open and like a lot of people, so it's pretty rare. Um, and the second thing – oh, so to network. If you want to learn how to network, the number one book I would tell you to read is How to Win Friends and Influence People. Very famous book by Dale Carnegie. It's been around for um, – I think it's probably a dec- almost a decade, I would say. Um. He, I've never
0: read this book.
1: It's the most important book for business, hands down. Mr. Fontaine, have you ever read it?
2: I have heard that I need to read this book.
1: Yes. So here's <laughs> and the that's crazy the same thing. thing to millennials. No, but here's the yeah. here's the crazy thing is I thought it's the worst, most cheesy title. title it's ever. awful, awful. And then, of all people, my artist friend, who's a jazz drummer said you need to read read this and I thought you of all people I can't believe it he goes Dude, how to
0: win friends and influence people sounds
1: so manipulative yeah. and awful and it just isn't it's literally all about i know that you're interested in clog dancing right so i come to a meeting for you and i said hey how are you doing great Um, did you see the clog dancing festival is happening in Santa Barbara? Yeah, I go every year. Well, that's so, you know, I'm, I'm making it about you. Yeah. I'm finding your interest and speaking to you on a personal level. Winning me. Yeah. And I'm, and, and so, yes, the title is the worst title. Get over the title. Okay. The the influence, the book inside is great.
0: I'll try to get over it. And
1: then a simple tip, try and meet two to three people every week just try to meet uh, even at the store being friendly to somebody what is you don't need them, a phone number no just meet them. say hi you know just reach out to someone in line that you instead of just saying hey put that there you might see that they have carrots and you go oh you uh those things i eat too much of those i turn orange oh yeah really you know just start a conversation just see, with strangers see how you can meet people just simply you don't have to get their phone numbers but just to put yourself in practice to be open and friendly. And the second is when you do your work at the theaters or friends' schools or um, any kind of films or plays, build your reputation reputation as a person who is easy to work with. This is crucial. I talked to the independent producer yesterday, Harley Wallen. He had a, a... Uh, film films in michigan he saw that there was a need there he was an actor and he started to get money and writing and producing a bunch of films in michigan um and he and i were talking about this how in casting you'll say such a good actress so great but i heard they're really difficult you're off the list they just it's learn so when you take class show up on time do your homework. When you're in a movie, show up on time. Be prepared. When you are, and, and he said there's local Michigan people that need his jobs, but they'll show up and go, oh, man, I'm so busy. I just I don't have my lines down. And he said I would never say this to their face, but they're never hired again. Yeah. Done. Because how many people are looking for Michigan actors? Nobody. So if he – but the people who do show up and are always great, he puts in every movie. And now they're getting SAG credits. So Maybe it's so simple. It's really simple. And for me, and another shout-out to, I'm going to tell her, uh, Sheila, my um, student in Texas, she is so professional. The communication's great if she has to shift anything around. She shows up on time. She's always prepared. And to me, I've had other students on Skype that if my manager said, hey, you have any people out of town? We're looking for new faces. She's the top of my list, really, hands down. And there's other people who I thought might have even been easier to cast and everything, but the way they handled everything—never in a million years. But Sheila is great, Sheila. So I will have to tell her that I put a shout out to her again. But she is one of my, and I'd love to. No, and maybe, maybe one day we'll have a show with you. We talked about having one with a student, and I'd love to have her on here via Skype and. You know, here's a young woman who's in Texas and she's getting the prep to slowly get ready to move to L.A. in a couple of
0: years. So somebody like her, when you're Skyping with her, you mm-hmm. ad- would advise her to move to L.A. eventually?
1: She, I asked her what her goals were and she said, yes, I want to really give acting a try. And she br- had brought it up herself. I didn't need to really push it. So these are really the kind of things you can do before you move. And it and or if you're just doing it as a side hustle and even as a hobby, community theater, man, they are really harsh because it's literally all about their time. And do they want to deal with somebody who's difficult? No, they don't have to cast you. They're volunteering their time. Right. So be easy to work with and network, network, network.
0: It's like you said to me, and this stuck with me. I think this was on episode one, maybe even. Mm-hmm. I will not make your life harder.
1: Yeah, don't make anybody. I will not make your life harder. Yeah, don't make your teacher's life harder, your director, your producer, anybody. So, with those tips, Mr. Fontabulous, I hope I haven't made your life harder.
2: Never, Sean. My life is always easier with you in it. Thank
1: you <laughs> so much. So, uh, thoughts on the overall thing, Mr. Fontabulous? I think it's great. I
2: think, um, you know, I, I I like the idea of arming yourself before you move out to L.A. It's it's interesting, I. The one thing I was wondering if is if it's hard to truly identify the trends of this industry before you move out here
1: um uh you can literally sign on to websites buzzf not BuzzFeed but um Hollywood websites that see who's getting cast you look at the award shows what's getting nominated, what articles are being written about, you know, when they talk about snubs, why, and and certain actors speaking out. You can see trends. When you see five wannabe Seinfelds pop up, you know the trend. When, you know, the funny thing about trends was it was like, character actors are great. And then a year later, friends came out and they go, we're kidding, just good-looking people are. And so that trend ended right away because then friends jumped ahead. So, it, it's just having an awareness and looking and seeing what – listen, who's going to deny right now that comic book movies are the trend? Nobody, right? because that's what's coming out in theater. So it's not that hard, if that makes sense. Horror is having a resurgence. So you have to be How watching. do we know? Yeah, just keep your eyes open.
2: So as an actor, you might think, I should get into really, really good shape, because it seems like right now most hires happen when people are kind of jacked.
1: Yeah, raped. yes, if you saw something like that, or superheroes, or you said, oh, I really have that great horror short film I wanted to do. Horror is big right now, and they're you know so it spawns from the top down. There now did there's that this horror weekend, film festivals. You did a horror movie, uh, a
0: short, a horror short film this weekend. Nice, yeah,
1: nice. It's trendy.
0: I'm S- so trendy.
1: You are so trending.
0: That's what they call me.
1: I can't see the minutes.
0: Yeah, me neither.
1: So uh so that
0: means maybe we Mr. just Mr. Fantabulous.
1: Going. <laughs> we can't see the minutes for some reason. I don't know what's going on. He's just
0: hiding them from us. So uh, he never thank wants you. it to end. All right. I people know at you've home been, have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I
1: know you. I know. Sorry, people. This—it's all Hollywood business stuff. A peek
0: behind the curtain. A
1: peek behind the curtain. So, I know you were excited about this. I was given a part in the movie Never Been Kissed. Well,
0: you know, this is, remember, this is how I recognized you.
1: Is it really? When we were, I didn't remember when we
0: that. When Sean and I met at Coffee Bean. Coffee
1: Bean with Kevin Undergaro. Sean
0: recognized me, of course, as being one of the leads in the Star Trek um, series. And by that, I mean I was wearing a Star Trek outfit. And he came up to us, actually, and asked if we were going to a convention. And... I turned immediately before Kevin can even come up to you and say you are famous. I did not know. I turned best. to Ashley, the other girl we were with, and I said, "Never been
1: kissed." Oh, that's kissed. so funny because
0: that's me. That's my right. I know that you have people who are big horror fans that will come up to you. Sure. or people that are big. It's always sunny fans, which I actually am as well. But mm-hmm. for me, never been kissed was my jam. Yeah. It's so, funny because I
1: know when somebody goes, "What have I seen you in?" This happened and- at
0: the studio the other day. She yeah, was like, were you in? Yeah, and, and you
1: and you and you look at them and you try to assess to, to wheedle it down. Weedle is not a word, but I i I've you uh, weed. I'm you I'm taking wean and whittle mm. and wheedle it down a little bit. I think it's gonna stick. Mm-hmm. So uh you try to get in their wheelhouse, and if I see an enthusiastic young woman from the age of twenty to forty five, the first thing I will say is never, never been, been kissed. kissed. Well, I I am in that range. You are. You are. Just shy of 45.
0: Although a lot of people think I'm younger. It's
1: fine. (laughs) So this was a part I, I had done Twister. Spielberg was a friend of Drew Barrymore's. I guess she was a fan of mine from a milk commercial that I did, which you can hear in the beginning of our introduction with Maria. And she was doing a movie called Never Been Kissed. And I become friendly with them, and they said, hey, we have a part for you, and it was one line. And she comes into her office. I hand her a message, and I have a booger on it. And she thinks, "Uh, so what it's trying to do in the setup of show, oh, her life is not going the way she wants. Her assistant is so slovenly that he has a booger on her messages. So she's really not doing very well. Do you remember what the line was? No. Hmm. She messages, and I go, Here you go. I think it's literally like, here you go. So then we became more friendly, and I was easy to work with and fun and tried to make myself— You became more friendly with Drew? With uh, her producing partner, Nancy Javonen, who is now uh, now married to Jimmy Fallon and Drew, and we would talk. And they said, what would you do and think was funny? I said, what I would do, I would think it'd be funny if she's just a copy editor's assistant, but he thought— he wears the Armani suit, he has the headset. Back then headsets weren't as normal as they are now. Had a headset, um thought he was the sharpest guy in the world. Inflated his ego basically. I think that would be funny for a copy editor's assistant thinking like he's running a major studio or on Wall Street. So they said, Great, they let me pick my costume. I did get the Armani suit and everything. So, and do I- they
0: know at this point they're like, Okay, he's groundlings, he is funny, we're yeah. picking his brain. Yes, okay.
1: So then we do the first day. And it's the first shot of the first day of the first movie that Drew ever produced with her name on the title. And I'm sitting at a desk, and she walks up and says, hey, Mark, and get my messages. So while she's walking in, they said, hey, can you come up with stuff? So I wrote all these really funny lines. And one of them was, I said, hey, when you last saw me, did you think I look fat? Did I? Do you think I look fat? you hesitated i heard you hesitated i got it and he goes hey i thought of a really cool t-shirt power is powerful i'm gonna sell the crap out of that thing i'm gonna you know so i was just making stuff up and i really went for it and they didn't know what i was gonna say because i thought if you they hate it they could really shut me down but they so
0: every take you did something different you mean or yeah you, or you, you pitched of, them no all that these. was the
1: first take that I did that. And they came up and said, we love it. Keep it going. So after that, they said, keep writing stuff. And so I was just sitting there in between state writing stuff. I said, you know, I don't know about the feng shui in this office. It's like pointed towards evil. It's making me very uncomfortable. Just a bunch of different things. And then they came to the part where they said, hey, we need to do the part with the booger. And the director said, yeah, you know, it's in the script. And I said, Oh, okay. I was kind of bummed because I thought I moved away from that. It wasn't really the character. And Drew came up and says, can you tell me something, Sean? Would your character do that? And I said, I, I mean, I don't want to, I just didn't want to cause problems. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to be someone who was difficult. And I said, well, listen, if you guys need it. And she said, no, Sean, I'm asking you, with all the work you've put in for this character, do you truly believe he would do that? I have a bugger on a message? And I said, no, I don't think so. She goes, we're not going to shoot it. And the director said, listen, we have to. She said, if I shoot that and the studio likes it, then they, they it. might put it in the movie and it would kill all the work that Sean did on his character. We're not even going to give them that option, so we're not going to put it on film. And she 100% had my back. It was so great. And they loved that I was making that effort that so cool. then later there's a scene in a bar where they wanted some funny stuff and they called me in. And they said, well, you just improvise this stuff. And I did. And I improvised a whole bunch of fun stuff. And when people talk to me about that, they talk about that scene in the bar where I'm like dancing, you know, swaying my head back and forth and being embarrassed that my boss was up there dancing, who was Drew Barrymore. They loved that. And then they kept just bringing me back throughout the movie. Like one time she throws the headsets at me and it hit me right in the face. And I was supposed to say... I didn't have a line, but I said, she's totally into me. and uh, But it hit like it hurt, and she knew it. And they kept going, and then I said my line. They laughed so hard, and she was so embarrassed and and so sad that she hurt me with the headphone. And I said, no, it was an amazing take because it's even funnier that you throw it. It throws me completely off, hits my head. I look like a jerk, and I still say, she's into me. And and they used that take Take, in the movie. So. And then they had me at the very last scene, and I had an arc with this other young character actress. And when everyone's kissing, her and I kiss at the end. So it went from one line to letting me grow the whole thing. And I guess my point is at the beginning of the show, I was talking about be open to pursuing opportunities. But then when you get an opportunity, don't come in with the basics. If they ask you to do 100%, do 130% do be so good as Steve Martin says that they can't ignore you and that was an experience that I people ask what are your favorite movies one I would say people under the stairs it was my first movie in West Craven and that was really great but in terms of comedy that was just the best thing ever never been to kissed. never been kissed hands down did hands you guys down. keep
0: in touch ever after that
1: we did for several years i did charlie's angels with them and then they both moved to new york and you know it just got harder to be in touch i, yeah. I still keep in touch with nancy and every once in a while so but it was just an amazing experience and i will never forget how she had my back but it's only because i showed up with more than just what was required awesome. so Chase your opportunities. Be willing to understand that you don't get paid for those, but then when you get them, maximize them. What do you think of that story, Mister Funtabulous?
2: I love it. I uh, Nancy uh a it's, she's a good friend to have,
0: definitely. So that's uh, yeah, really cool.
1: She's she's great. She's they're both. They were just it was so much fun. I have.
0: I bet you work with them again in the future.
1: I hope so. I mean, we had fun. I have very fun party stories that I'll have to tell off the air, but uh, we had a great time. So. Those are my tips for do you have to move to a big city? See where you identify, as you were saying, in that list of, you know, it's a hobby, it's a side hustle, or it's something I really want to pursue. And then do the work in your hometown to see if you even like it. And if you do that, then you'll be much more prepared when you do get to that big city to give it a full shot. So as always, Mr. Funtabulous Jeff Graham, our producer... Roxy Stryer, Ms. Phenomenal. <laughs> I forget my Valentine. The co-ho, coho Valentine, and what were you, Mr. Fantabulous? Your Pod Pro Val. Pod Pro Val. Coho pod pro. pod pro. So, what would I be to you guys?
2: Always a, professor you're just wise. Professor wise. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't try no, I don't hard. get any Valentine no. uh, any love whatsoever because it's Valentine. Okay, that's fine. I, I get <laughs> no. it. It's all very clear. The relationship here. Yeah.